Welcome to Clit Talk. The Pleasure Positive Podcast. We're like the sex ed you wish you got. And then some. Pussy, pussy. It's gonna be a good one today. Yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow. Bring your pussies to the show. What is up, Clitorati? Woot woot. As you know, in season four, we're putting literally our asses on the line and exploring sex 3.0, the road to happiness. And we thought it would be a beautiful challenge for each of us in the cast to choose our own path to paradise in the realms of sex, sexuality, and self-care to see what gems we could uncover for all you fabulous clitorati. Why? Because we love you. And we hope this inspires you to embark on your own journey to profound bliss and satisfaction in your own life. So today we have part two of Sugars, which I am like, So excited to hear this. I feel like I'm going to hear about some orgies. I know. So last time we (laughs) talked to Sugar, she had hosted her first play party, and it was a huge success. And she left a cliffhanger at the end of her episode that there was a breakdown in her personal life. And she's, you know, happily hopped on the air today to tell us the beginning, middle, and end of that. I don't know if her party was as successful as the only one you went to, because no one got pregnant at Sugar's party. I mean, (laughs) not that we know. Not that we know of yet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I was act- I don't know if there was anyone actively trying to get pregnant at your play party, but I certainly was. That's not something people usually try to do at a play party. <laughs> oh, no? Uh, it's usually like protection. Make sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one's trying to have a baby. Uh, who let the sperm out? Who, 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 who? Lindsay's boyfriend. Who, who, who? No, definitely not. I mean, I love the story of Crystal having a conversation with you and Mr. Wizard while you were getting fucked. That's true. That's if true. you missed this episode, like you definitely want to go back and listen to it. <laughs> what? Yeah, Sugar's first episode. <laughs> yeah. Crystal was having like a full, she's like, we're going to go now. She's like, can I give you a hug goodbye? I'm like, I'm literally having sex, but sure, you can totally hug me goodbye. This she is a, hugged you? She hugged me while I'm having sex. I was like, this is a huge breakthrough for you, Crystal. That is, I guess so. Her coming was a huge breakthrough. I was on the phone with her and her Latin lover boyfriend enrolling him in Spanish to come because she was actually kind of down. And it was really amazing. And like, I was so happily surprised that they ended up choosing to come. And I knew it took so much for them because they're people who would like never go to a play party. Interesting choice of words. They chose to come. They did. They really deliberated on this. When you first said this, I thought you taught her how to come. I thought that's what you said. And I was like, No, oh, she taught you, someone you else how to come. got her to come to your party. <laughs> got Aww. it. I think Sugar's done both. I'm sure you Safe have. Safe to say. Yeah. But, you know. Okay, so let's set the scene. Yeah. So we're right at the end of the sex party. What happens next, Sugar? I can't wait for this. <laughs> I know. Spill all the beans. Well, first, please address me as you sexy little slut sugar oh, okay. oh requested excuse. in the beginning oh oh, oh, oh shit okay you well you sexy excellent. little slut sugar will you please tell us what happens i want to say it too you sexy little slut sugar will you please tell us what's next slut sugar i feel like that's a good hashtag slut sugar. Okay, wait, give me some of that it? slut sugar <laughs> oh, what's up? some slut sugar on your <laughs> excuse me could i get a slut sugar martini over here yeah. i need some slut sugar over here yeah that's great just sprinkle it right there yeah yeah perfect <laughs> Between the two of you, though, the way Katie said it turned me on more. Wow, Ooh. fuck you. It's um, just because I might spray her with breast milk. <laughs> no, you yeah, but just... you would never lick her pussy. 
No, not really my thing. <laughs> I wouldn't lick yours either. Yeah. I mean, it's not personal. I'm I'm not interested in licking anyone's pussy. Yeah. Period. <laughs> Katie's so, so no. she she got so uncomfortable so fast. Yeah. I'm so I'm sweating already. Yeah. She's just, like she's, she's bright red. She's like, I need more I need more deodorant. <laughs> I need deodorant just looking at you. I know, right? Yeah. Okay, go. Sugar's, it's your turn. Turn. Sugar's turned on. Katie is extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> Lindsay, let's let's just take a moment to remind ourselves. Have we ever gone down on each other? Um would you forget? <laughs> no, I haven't forgotten. She's just trying to get me say it on air. <laughs> oh, you have? She went down on me. You've gone down on me though too. Did I? Like way after that for fun, like at a party. Oh yeah, like, that, that did happen. But yeah. Last yeah. time I was in the was studio, I chewed up all the um, <laughs> skin around my nails. Just I was literally bleeding. Talk. I got home. My finger was bleeding. I was like, what happened? You're so, because you're so I just stopped, caught myself doing it again. Well, you, oh you, you, she continuously subjects herself to being in the studio with us. <laughs> There's something going on here. No one feels bad for you. No, I didn't. You do it, it to yourself. I know. It's self-inflicting. <laughs> okay. Mask self-inflicted oh, pleasure. Yeah. Okay. I learn a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, any shways. <laughs> any shways. Um, yeah, so thank right, you so, for addressing me by my proper name. All right. So we had the play party. And then nothing but conflict arose. Oh, shit. Yeah. Things went from being like the happiest ever. And like I was on top of the world. And I was literally this like leader to I couldn't have felt more afraid, more insecure, more of like a life-threatening fear than I did uh, the week following the play party. The fuck happened? <laughs> That's not where I thought this was um, going. <laughs> yes. Well, it ends well. What happened was my husband and I really got to enjoy and have our own distinct experience at the play party. And we were not together most of the time. And we created those boundaries of you can do whatever you want. Easier for him to say than me because I was on my moon cycle. So he's like, you can do whatever you want to. And it's like, yeah, I'll stick to being a stripper tonight, but thank you. <laughs> Literally, the guy I brought was like, is she a professional stripper? Yeah. What showed up was about a week after the play party, I had this pit in my stomach. And I did the thing that you do not do this, clitorati. Which is check my husband's phone. Oh, why not do it if you? I've done it before. Fuck that. If you have, if you have, if you have a gut feeling, I'm fucking checking that phone. Fuck you. I know. I've Ethan's caught two code. guys cheating on me that way, and I don't regret it. Right. It's kind of like when you feel that feeling, it's distinct. Yep. Than yeah. any other feeling, it's like your you your womanly senses are picking up on something that you're like, what are you even trying to tell me, girl? Yeah. So to my surprise, I found just. To my surprise, I found a text chain with the woman that he really connected with at our party that I knew that he was connecting with her. I got to like talk to her a little bit. I definitely didn't think this person was going to be full throttle in my life for anything. Mm. So I was appreciative of her for spending time with him and she was Asian. I was really happy my husband got to have that flavor of ice cream. And they didn't have sex. They just really connected and really liked each other and, you know, super cuddly and kissy. And you thought, But you thought it was like one and done. Sex party, boom. Like you had your fun. We're done. Move on. And this woman's in a, our particular community. They're part of so like, we'll see her again. We'll hang out in the future. We at, Up until this point, it had always been a group conversation. It had always been us going to play parties or us, you Wait, know, hosting. Wait, so did you, did you not know that he got her phone number? I 
knew they exchanged information. Okay. But I didn't know that they were going to be texting. Oh, right? Without yeah. me knowing. Yeah, yeah, Without yeah. me knowing. And it's not just like, hey, what's up? How was your day? Oh, good. How was yours? Good. I'm at work chilling. And I went through these texts and I saw what basically your biggest fucking nightmare would be as a woman, mm. especially in a monogamous relationship. And I was noticing they were texting each other early in the morning, like thinking of you. Like when he's with you? It would maybe come from her and then he would respond in the morning with that or the next morning <sighs> respond. I just got like a knot oh, in my stomach. Oh. So I nearly shit a brick. I had that pit in my stomach. I thought I was going to shit my heart out. Like, <sighs> So, but let me ask you this. Like you guys are in this non-monogamous relationship. Did you never consider that this would happen? We just hadn't gotten to that point yet. Yeah. And so part of being in this relationship style is being able to be open and fluid with as things come up as uh, new desires, new fantasies, new people, and having the ability to freely communicate that with your partner. And so I just didn't think it would happen anytime soon. I thought that that ship was years down the line that we would be really one-on-one with someone. So not to like get too far ahead here, like they were just texting, right? And they were really way too, like high school flirting, like the like most flirty. So did you, did you guys have any agreements around this? Like group text or anything? Not at the time. So so when I saw this, I was like, fuck, now I have to tell him I went through his fucking phone because I have to be (laughs) like, hey, why didn't you tell me you were texting this person? A, B, um, I'm not okay with you texting someone first thing in the morning which was a boundary Mm. I got to create with him. I said, I don't know what it is, but what has me feel like a queen, like what I'm just not okay with anyone texting us in the morning or before we go to bed. It's kind of of a sacred time for a couple. Well, and and as a woman, we can be like, yeah, yeah, all day. For him, it was like, really? It was just like, didn't even occur to him that that was, that texting in the morning would be a thing. Mm. And if you think that I didn't make him wrong for not knowing that that was common sense, you're wrong. <laughs> okay, yeah. So you you found his phone. So you you confront him. I did confront him about it. And it was, he understood why I looked through the phone. He was deeply apologetic. Um, oh. It gets a little worse. So they ended up exchanging. I looked through his phone again and I saw… Um, After the conversation? or uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I looked through the phone again and I saw that um, there was like, I'm in love with yous. Or Ooh, what I saw fuck. was from her, which was, when you say you're in love with me, it makes me, I don't even remember the rest of that sentence because the thought of my husband saying he's in love with someone and someone saying she's in love with him made me like pass the fuck out. So at this point where you're like, holy shit, he's leaving me for her. No, at this point I was like, he's a fucking dick. <laughs> you're not going to have your cake and eat it too. You need to know that what's okay and what's not okay. When I addressed him with this, there was… I was not met with what I wanted to be met with, which was, oh my God, okay. It's like, don't worry. Like, I'm going to get rid of this. conversation too? Yeah, this is conversation okay. too. What, so I wasn't met with what, what, what I wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. What I was met with was someone who had lived their entire life without feeling free to be fully self-expressed and feeling controlled his whole life. And all of his fucking manpower to no longer be suppressed or controlled, which is his perception, it's not a truth, came out 
in this conversation and some conversations to follow. And he was really clear this person's going to be in his life or clearly we have philosophical differences. And, um, you know, it was, it was very intense to communicate through because on one hand, I just wanted to curl up into a ball and die. And I felt like I couldn't have a powerful conversation and make a difference. And on the other hand, I was being met with the thing I knew I needed to work through in my relationship that I never fucking had, Mm -hmm. which was me showing up as a woman in this relationship and fucking showing up as a woman in general. I would say before this play party, I've been being very childlike in my capacity to really be responsible and really be a source. And I really believe that a woman's power is very sourceful energy. Hey there, Clitorati, it's Katie. So you all know I'm a nurse and Clit Talk for me is a health conversation. I really wanna take a minute to share a product with you that has made a huge difference in my life. Foria Wellness Awaken CBD Lubricant. Remember that. I use it multiple times per week, and this is coming from the woman who never used to masturbate. Not only has it enhanced my new masturbation lifestyle, it's eased the pain I used to have during sex, and my husband is super happy because our bedroom play is so much more fun. So, I personally reached out to Foria Wellness to see if they would partner with Clit Talk, and they were an overwhelming yes. So now, you can get a discount on their fabulous products by going to our brand new pleasure store at clittalkshow.com. All their products are there. And if you're interested in trying them out for yourself, use the discount code CLITTALK10 for 10% off your purchase. I can't recommend them enough. So do yourself a favor and get your pussy high. It was so clear to me that I hadn't been showing up for myself or showing up for my marriage and being the queen in this marriage. It was like I forgot or I never realized that I'm the queen. Like I'm the one that the Prince Charming married. I'm the queen in the castle. But then that's amazing. But how did you get to that point? Did you get like coaching from anyone? Did you get advice from people in the community? Like how did you you go from- controlled our entire marriage and then you're like, I wasn't a queen. Like (laughs) Like, how did we get there? I'd be fucking- Well, yeah. Smashing plates. Katie's Katie's blood is boiling. (laughs) Wait, are you serious? I I don't do it anymore, but I used to do that. You used to throw plates? I- smash them on the floor. What? I cannot imagine this. <laughs> I took an entire I had fucking an anger jar. Issue. <laughs> You've worked through it though. I've worked through this it. This is Katie, by the way. Katie's this, the apparently a closet plate smasher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I definitely threw shit and broke shit. Did you? Um, oh, you did? I, I think it's therapeutic. Don't they have a place? Don't don't they have a place like that in LA where you can go and like throw shit and like break shit? I saw it in an episode of Working Mom. That's right. I saw it too (laughs) in an episode of like a different TV show. We gotta find. We should do that. That's really good therapy. That would be great. Or we can go to a shooting range. Uh. All right, I'll be at the shooting range. Yeah, what I had was I had a giant Costco-sized thing of mixed roasted gourmet nuts, and I opened the jar and I proceeded to pour them on the floor in front of my husband, just looking at him, showing him all the nuts falling out of this jar. <laughs> That's such a visual. I such a visual, right? I, I have those nuts as well from Costco. Yeah. It's a lot of nuts on the floor. It was a lot of nuts. <laughs> You're like, You're fucking picking up these nuts, bastard. Something like that. So wait, so, so here but, we are. Yeah. I'll, how did you get to being a queen? There was a lot that happened that had me realize I am the queen. This is my partner. I I'm responsible for the relationship working. I'm responsible for sourcing the relationship. I'm responsible for speaking up for what I want. What got me there was a couple of things. One, 
people who have experience in this lifestyle, extensive experience in this lifestyle and experience with facilitating conversations for other people. So after this conversation part one and conversation part two with Austin, we were not on the same page. We, we couldn't come to a place of understanding. There was arguments. There was philosophical differences. And he wasn't at the place of understanding was impacting me simply because I also couldn't communicate to him without making him wrong what I was experiencing. So I didn't even know how to shape the conversation in a way that this could be, we can create a new boundary from, which as you guys have heard us talk about in non-monogamous relationships, you're always having the conversations because the boundaries can change. They can grow. You might need to retreat. You might want to speed it back up. So I, I phoned a friend. It was like my fucking lifeline. And <laughs> she's been in, the, in a committed non-monogamous relationship, which is how I like to refer to my relationship uh, with a gentleman for five years. And they've been in, its, in this lifestyle together all five years from the very get-go. Mm. And she came over for a Sunday night dinner and facilitated a conversation with me in Austin. After this conversation, Austin and I were able to really understand each other at a place where now we can create boundaries, which we were not at before. Before, we were just mad at each other and we couldn't get through the conflict. We couldn't get through the connection that's on the other side of when you resolve a conflict. And after this conversation, we were able to, okay, acknowledge the conflict, acknowledge the misunderstandings, acknowledge the love the profound love that's there and our committed alliance to making this work. It was very clear to me, my husband's not going to leave me for this woman, which was my biggest fucking fear. It's like, my well, and what, gonna- what had him back down? Because it, it sounds like what you're saying is he was like, this woman's going to be in my life in the capacity that I want. What had him pivot from that frame of mind? Well, the conversation we had with our friend who facilitated for us, it was very grounding because she's unbiased. So I definitely recommend having a moderator for conversations mm-hmm. if you're in the lifestyle. It's mm-hmm. actually a thing. Oh, really? It's a thing, yeah. And it's a good practice for even in a monogamous relationship to have sometimes have a moderator that understands a monogamous relationship. That's someone that can maybe mentor you along the way if this person isn't a therapist, right? You could always get a therapist if you want for either relationship style. But this is a thing, having, having a facilitated conversation. And... It, it was, she was able, he was able to hear the things that I was trying to say that I wasn't saying very gracefully mm-hmm. that was coming through as make wrong and hate and like sadness and fear and all the things that men aren't attracted to. And she was able to ha- say it in a really matter of fact, really pragmatic, really easy to understand way. That, yeah. And so what Austin got is he thought something was being taken away from him. And I wasn't trying to take something away from him. I just wanted to make sure that I felt good with what we were doing. So we just needed to create boundaries that worked. So boundary number fucking one, we don't text people in the morning and the nighttime. Boundary number two, oh, and the whole I'm in love with you thing, that was a big part of this facilitated conversation. Right. She like said, she said, people do not say that to each other in this lifestyle. Ooh. That isn't a thing. It's like, so was this, so this woman is saying this to your husband. Was she just like not in love? Did she just not know the rules of the lifestyle or the boundaries? Or She actually doesn't have any experience in a non-monogamous relationship, oh. either being the person who's there with a couple or herself. Got it. But she's been friends with people in the lifestyle for a couple of years. So it's like, was a matter of time before she herself. And she got out of a relationship like two months before the play party. So got it. she was really… So it's kind of Austin's first experience branching out and hers as well. So yeah. So kind of like the perfect storm. Mm-hmm. And it gave me the opportunity to be like the parent in the situation and, and say, we need to slow the fuck down. 
So I didn't know. It's like, it's really, it's kind of a known thing in the, in the non-monogamous lifestyle that you don't say to anyone, but your life partner, I love you. Unless you're in like a polyamorous say, thing. I, or No, you can say, I love you. I have a deep love and appreciation for you. But you don't you. say, I'm in love with you. People don't say, I'm in love with you because of the association with that. Now for mm-hmm. Austin and this person, they were coming from it like, well, that's, we have a different de- definition of what that is. And this is just semantics. And I was, really turn Her faces are like mm-hmm. me and Katie were both like I don't fucking know about that one <laughs> I mean yeah so that sound was what my face just looked like you yeah got, for 10 days like I could not it was like every day I got beat down every day I found out some new piece of information of something he did without talking to me with this specific person now he's never he never fucked her or anything like that but just even the slightest thing of your partner texting someone when they didn't ask you or let you know or your partner saying, I love with you to somebody or your partner being like, hey, I'm going to go hang out with this person. And you're like, can we talk about this first? Like, can you right. state it as a question? Right. And <laughs> it was the opportunity to really create boundaries for obviously what was becoming the evol- the next phase of our relationship. So you guys had this mediated conversation. You were able to create new boundaries. Like, where are you at with everything now? We have been honoring the boundaries we created. Austin experiences me as a catalyst for his self-expression. Well, he acknowledges me for the reason he is who he is now. Um, and which is be- true. And being a space for him to be fully self-expressed and even discover what that looks like. Mm-hmm. I'm fearless and at a level of peace I've never had before because I was didn't realize how afraid I was of so many things. And being in this relationship style having and actually having challenges that come up because I've really only shared about fun and games because it's been fun and games up until this fucking point. A year and a half in, it's like, shit, it's not fun and games right now. This is really hard. But the challenges in a non-monogamous relationship are their own set of challenges. And the challenges in a monogamous relationship has its own set of challenges. So in both, there exist challenges. At the end of the day, no relationship is certain. And it's not because of which relationship style you choose. Right. It comes down to the fundamentals of being able to communicate, being able to communicate vulnerably, being able to be transparent, being able to be honest, being able to trust yourself. Well, and I would say that both partners being willing to work on the relationship, like any kind of long-term committed lifetime relationship fucking takes work. And I can say for me, like what had my relationship not work is my partner was not willing to work on it. He was unwilling to have a mediated conversation. He was unwilling. He thought it should just be easy and not work. And I just don't come from that philosophy. And especially in a non-monogamous, like you've got to be willing to fucking hear how your partner feels. Otherwise, they're going to be super resentful. 100%. And the biggest thing that someone shared with me is that if you're seeking comfort outside the relationship, mm. that will destroy the relationship. Mm. In any kind of relationship. Right. In any relationship. <laughs> I'm like, I can right? relate to this. Yeah. yeah. Monogamous marriage. It's so true. And I have to say, ma- travel plans, making travel plans used to be like the most hectic, anxiety-ridden thing to do together. And it, was, it never was like peaceful. It was like kind of an argument the whole time. Well, after these conversations, uh, working through our relationship to make our relationship work, travel plans is the easiest fucking thing to tackle now. So obviously, we're committed to making our relationship work. We're deeply Yay. in love with each other. <laughs> oh my I know, God. Right? I feel like I've been like holding my breath. I know. I know. <laughs> but the, we hear so much about relationships ending in the monogamous world and in the non-monogamous world. 
And if you can get really clear with your partner that you choose the relationship, like I basically got to say to my husband, this fucking crystal clear, we're married. That is distinct from being boyfriend and girlfriend. You can either have whatever you want to do in this land and do whatever you want to do, and we don't need to be married. Or we can be married and we can create boundaries that work with each other and have no expectation and grow into things over time. And it's up to you. It's up to you to choose. I was at that point of just, you have to be unattached and be willing to lose everything. Mm, So if there's three things I could tell you is, one, it's all your shit. Nobody's doing anything to you. Everyone is doing the fucking best they can. So get over yourself and trust yourself. Like, no shit, Sherlock. Trust in your choices. Trust in what you're feeling. Because then you can actually trust other people. And the last thing is, is vulnerable conversations. This does not mean crying at your partner, telling them that you did this and I'm so hurt. It's saying, I feel so hurt. All of this pain is emerging inside of me. And I feel like I'm going to explode. That's fucking vulnerability. So whatever you got out of this episode, whatever you didn't get out of this episode, take what works for you, whatever relationship style you're in. Again, this is about communication. This is about standing for yourself first. Mm. And just know that what's on the other side can look a little like my life. So I'll share. Uh, In the last three weeks, I've had (laughs) three orgies. Uh, Oh my God. Yeah, we're averaging one orgy a weekend and it was beautiful. Two sets of married couples, ourself, one of the married couples has a 13-year-old daughter married for 22 years in the lifestyle for 22 years. Fuck, I mean, they even have a whole extension of their house they built just for this fucking lifestyle that they call the Kundalini Room. Yeah, we were leaving as the 13-year-old daughter was pulling up in her Uber. So so thank God for that side entrance that they created. (laughs) Wow, they've got that That figured out. They do. next level shit right there. Yeah, and and in my last orgy I had, we were with a 21-year-old girl and a group of friends, and I taught her how to squirt during an orgy. Full on taught her how to squirt. I was like, breathe, feel like you're pooping. Push it out like poop, breathe, breathe. And like, it was epic and she couldn't stop squirting and it was you know obviously I can die and go to heaven now are you like did you let her know that you're sugar oh she knows yeah. oh, oh she, she knows. oh is another fan oh now hey the, oh hey girl uh, hey, hey squirting girl the cute whatever thing your was, name is <laughs> someone taught me how to squirt when I started in this lifestyle so it was really it was like a pay it forward moment really and then you know I'll leave I'll leave it <laughs> here, community you know. service project <laughs> this is a community service project it heals depression It'll help you get through your finals because she goes to UCLA and that's kind of hot, right? I know. I uh, know. I want me a little college squirter. I know. I know. <laughs> oh my God. Katie's and, again uncomfortable. Well, I'm so sweaty. I'm sweaty too because you're sweaty, but. Um, and Clitorati, this obviously is Clit Talk. So, and I'll leave it on this. It's a true or false question. You can let us know on Instagram and direct message us or send us an email with the answer. True or false. Sugar was DP'd at one of these last three orgies she participated in. Now, if you don't know what DP is, go look it up on Urban Dictionary. And with that, Clitorati, we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Mic chop. Did you just love this episode of Clit Talk? Well, shit, then you better head on over to iTunes and subscribe. But only if you want amazing orgasms. Also, while you're over there, please rate us and leave a review. But again, 
only if we're open to incredible sex and amazing relationships and world peace and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, it's very much appreciated and thank you.